Welcome into the PVJ Podcast. Your pro is one of the best young producers in the 901 from Fish and Stats and Sport 56, Drew Barry. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademarked, not to use the other producer, but Ricky Bobby Inc. Your Joe is just an average guy from Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. Future doctor, AJ Sturdivant. Here I finally graduated. Yeah, and just a shade under a decade, too. All right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Now, here they are, your pro and your Joe, Drew and AJ. And welcome into another edition of the PVJ Podcast. I am your pro, the one, the only, the best young producer in the 901. Drew Barrett, alongside me, as always, is my Joe, one of my best friends, AJ Sertiment. We've got a great show lined up for you. Sorry we missed last week. Started a new job in the mornings. It just took a lot out of me, you know, having to try to remember how to how to get back up after taking, I think, about three, four weeks off yeah. from working. I couldn't remember if you started or not. Yeah, that I started was... last Tuesday, and okay. I was just really tired after... Only down to one job for the first time in five years. Okay. That only had one job, and that was for about four weeks. Uh, but we are back. Sorry about that. Hopefully we uh, – I know two weeks ago we said we wouldn't miss another show, and then next week we turn around and weren't here. So yeah. <laughs> sorry to disappoint you, but we are back now, and hopefully schedules and everything and tiredness. But you got to remember, we do this for fun. It's just, you know, it's – what we like to do but sometimes you're a little tired other things take precedent but hopefully uh like i said we will be back each and every week to continue to give you the great podcast it is the pvj podcast but before we get in to the great show that we have lined up for you we're going to talk national championship because we didn't get a chance to talk about that we're trying to talk about the big news of the day jalen hurts to ou we're going to get into some grizz maybe some tiger b-ball then we're also going to do, instead of tray of the day, we're going to do trivia of the day. AJ's got some things. He's going to try to stump me. Yep. And I'm kind of tired. I've been on air for the last, like, five, six hours. So, and the worst part about it, knowing I was doing the podcast, like, I never want to repeat myself on the same platform, on different platforms on the same day, at least. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to almost hold back a little bit. Okay. During... The shows that I got paid to do, <laughs> yeah. versus so that, that versus opinion. the PVJ. Yes, yeah. I want I wanted the PVJ to be yes. fresh and new. There you go. So I think I, I I think I held I saved most of my good stuff. Mm-hmm. There you go. Which I'm sure the people that paid me to actually fill in for John's show today and be producer and everything wouldn't, matter of fact, <laughs> like to hear that. But it is what it is. And but before we do get started, uh, do want to give a shout out to Kevin Cerrito. And the Cerrito live feed. Be sure to listen to him every Saturday uh, from 10 to 12 on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Uh, and, of course, go check out all the great um, content on Cerrito Live after you get done listening to this podcast. And be sure to listen to the 11 to 12 o'clock hour, the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. And don't forget to listen to me every Monday through Friday on three from three to six on fish and stats on sports fifty six and eighty seven seven FM, Ugh. 
And don't forget just to check out throughout the day. You know, I might be on. I might be filling in for somebody. I've now have filled in for every show. There you go. At one point or another, I believe. I'm pretty sure I've done middays once. But I know I've now done every show. Were the What were the ratings like? I don't get to know the ratings. Okay. Nobody tells me that. Okay. But I'm sure they were great. Yeah, I'm sure they were we, I mean, we actually, I mean, today we had we had a pretty good, um, we had we had we had some callers call in. We we had okay. a lot of action on the text line. Okay, um, so that was always good uh, because kind of a rule of thumb mm-hmm. is if one if one takes the time to actually text in or call, there's like a hundred other people, like at least a hundred other people listening or thinking the same thing. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like a little rule of thumb, like, hey, if one person actually takes the time to say this, mm-hmm. then there's other people probably thinking it and probably listening and, and thinking it to themselves. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but have you ever actually taken the time to call a radio show? No, I've thought about it multiple times. I've thought about it, but it I've never done it. And, yeah. and it, I mean, I thought about it more before I got into the business. Yeah. Uh, you know, probably back in high school. Uh, there's a couple of times after Tiger basketball games where I wanted to call the post game yeah. and yell at Matt Dillon, yeah. like he was playing. Yeah. And then I started working here, and people started yelling at me like I was playing. So I don't, I wouldn't do that. Well, also, like you're right. Most people, if they call in, there's a hundred other people that are thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then you've always got like that random person that calls in, and like I'm listening to it, and I'm like, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, like, who's, who's they, my- it's like they call in about a subject, and then they. Yeah. Forget like it's or they don't know what they're uh-huh. what they're talking about and, it's, and they're sitting there going, oh oh is that right? Like I'm yeah. like, dude, why did you even call in? Call in radio uh, shows that take calls, but I, I'm not a hundred percent against taking calls. I just think that you can take too many, and it only you can have twenty. If you, if you, let's say you take twenty one phone calls in a three hour show, mm-hmm. twenty can be top notch. It only takes one to ruin the entire show. It only takes one <laughs> idiot. It only takes w- you letting one idiot get his voice heard on the air to ruin the entire show and just kill the mood. No, that's entertainment for me. I think that's good. I, I mean, hey, I even I work here sometimes. Good if, right? I know, but I work here, and even sometimes if if there's a bad caller on, I'll, I'll flip it. Yeah, because I. Man, I really don't care what you have to say sometimes. <laughs> I mean, some callers, I mean, really edu- really educated, really good. They know what they're talking about. They're short and sweet to the point. But the guy that rambles or yells or doesn't know what he's talking about and feels like his opinion is worth more than anybody else's mm-hmm. irritates me. And uh, also the caller, you can tell, like, they think that they could do our job and think that they can do this uh, every day, all day. And just like, oh, it's easy. All y'all do is talk about sports. Well, there's a lot more that goes into it, all right? <laughs> and literally a couple of times I've wanted to be like a caller has called in. This is probably about a year ago. And I was like, I, was like, I should be doing this. Anybody could do what you do. I was like, all right, sir, you want to do what I do? All right, here's what you do. <laughs> Go get a journalism degree or a communications degree. Just make sure your emphasis is in broadcasting. All right, go work. At a campus radio station for four years. Oh, but while interning at said radio station for 10 months unpaid, then work yourself up from a board op to a fill-in producer to an everyday producer to a fill-in host, which, by the way, takes about five years at the Hmm. fastest, at the fastest track. Yeah. And then tell me if you really want to do it. All right. People think that this life and this, this business is amazing. Which it really is. I love doing it. I love my job. Mm-hmm. 
But people also don't realize the money and the time and the real hard work it does take to get to this point in your career to where you're even having to take calls from stupid people that don't understand everything and all the all the time and effort that you've put in just to sit no. here in front of a microphone. See, you're being you're being too harsh on the callers, man. All right. What we learned today is that Drew hates callers. I do not hate callers. You I hate sound stupid like you callers. Hate callers. I hate stupid callers. Man, see, that maybe they're not stupid. All right. Maybe you're just being too hard on them. Oh, they're stupid. All right. Just because they have a different opinion. Okay. Well, it's a bad one. Hey, what happened to if they're thinking it? A hundred other people are thinking it. All right. <laughs> that was different. Quit using my words against me. Come on. Come on. But back to back to old house cleaning. Yeah. Make sure 56 sports, 56, 87, 7 FM, fishing stats, 3 to 6, blah, 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 blah. All right. Yes. So we took last week off. Last Monday uh, was, of course, the national championship. The natty. Did not go the way I thought, and I'm pretty sure most people didn't think, because going up until Monday, I was about to crown Alabama as the greatest team to ever play the game. You know, mm-hmm. And I know it's been an argument and a conversation on Twitter or Sports Talk Radio or you know, ESPN for probably the last three, four months since yes. probably about halfway through the season that is this the greatest team? And, you know, I'm not going to argue, really argue that because I'm not going to let somebody bring up the 1892 mm-hmm. Yale Bulldogs or the <laughs> 1922 Alabama Crimson Tide or, yeah. or the – 56 Army Knights. I I mean, I, I wasn't alive. I don't know. And uh, yes, uh, even some of the teams in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s, yeah, you can go back and watch tape. I mean, but as far as what I've seen and I think as far as what I can remember, mm-hmm. uh, probably the first dynasty or the first truly great team that I can full on remember watching would have to be USC. Yeah. That's true. I, th- I think Liner. people are people our age. That would be where Before your sports memory kind of kicked in. Yeah, where you really start, you really understood the game. So, and I'm not here to really have that argument because that's just way too long. We've only got an hour, and actually less than that because we've already started. Mm. So, the game didn't go the way that we thought. I, like like I said, you know, for three four months we were about to crown them the best team in college football history. Up until the SEC championship, Tua Tungavailoa had the Heisman won. Yeah. Until that SEC championship, until he got hurt, and until Georgia jumped out on him so badly in the first half, he was going to be the Heisman winner. This was going to be the best team in college football history. Mm-hmm. And then Monday happened. Yeah. I mean, was it not? Is that what you wanted to happen, though? Did you? I mean, obviously, maybe not a blowout. Did you want Clemson to win? I don't really know. I kind of. I didn't. I didn't. I kind of want. I actually kind of rooted for Alabama because I did want to make the case. I still wanted to make the case for the greatest team I've ever seen. See, my thing is, but now that's all out the window. Yeah. Well, me, you, and our friends have talked about it multiple times, uh, especially like you said over the last few months. And everybody wants to say that Alabama's ruining college football. Um, And the way that I see it is like Monday night, the national championship. That's what makes college football awesome, Mm -hmm. and that's why it's. One of the greatest sports ever, because yeah. you never know what can happen on any given night, um, and every uh, every game matters. Yeah. But now, my thing is, like you said, did not see that coming at all. I saw a close game because I did think over this was a third matchup between them and the national championship in the last four years. 
to me, and I said this to people going in, I said it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I mean, the fourth matchup in the last if, four years, too. Yeah, that's true. They played in the yeah. semis last year. Um, and so out of the last four years, to me, to I thought that this year's Clemson team was the one who was the best that mm-hmm. I thought could stack up to them. But I also thought, on the other hand, this is Alabama's best team that they've had in the last four years. Because yeah. that's how I saw it. And then that, so that's why I was like, it wouldn't shock me if the game is close. I figured that at the start of the game, if Clemson could realize in the first five minutes that they belonged on the same field as Alabama, mm-hmm. then it would go well. And they realized on Alabama's first throw that they belong on the same field with the interception, yeah. the pick six. Um, but man, I mean, they dominated from start to finish. That was one of now, to be honest. Yeah, you could almost. I know they obviously had a close game against Syracuse, but dude, Clemson was good. Man, that quarterback looks amazing. He Clemson he would be the Lawrence, first pick in the draft if he came out right now. Trevor Sunshine Lawrence yes. looks really good. It looks like the real deal. You know, back to back to Alabama real quick. You know, it wasn't just us here in the media and mm-hmm. you know people on the streets and friends talking that wanted to crown Alabama this thing. I mean, mm-hmm. we have Barrett Jones on uh, yeah. e- ECS. ECS uh, Grad, Alabama grad, three-time national championship winner at Alabama, former NFL player on every week during college football in the pro season. And even he said it's the best Alabama team he's ever seen. And he won three national championships with them. Yeah. What What are your thoughts about the, are you sick of Alabama winning? Obviously, you know, they didn't win the national championship. But before that, leading up to that, and if they would have won, is how, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I see it as, well... The thing is about the thing about it is, and you can make this argument. What what I'm about to say is, you can take out Alabama and just replace it with New England Patriots exactly. or or the, the Golden Warriors, State Warriors. Yes. You know, Villanova basketball in the last three years. I mean, possibly. Well, they're not. They haven't had the greatest season this year, but you know. Yeah, I'm just talking over the, la- the past just, three years. Basically, put in any dynasty. That we that we've seen uh, in our lifetimes, or especially right now with Alabama, um, Golden State, and mm-hmm. New England, and New England now reaching their eighth straight AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. People want say they want variety, right? Mm-hmm. They say I don't want the same teams to win it every time. I don't want the same guys to be there. That's what they say, right? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the same person. Will say, I just want to see the best of the best, though. Yeah, I want variety, but I want the best of the best. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back that up. Let's rewind real quick. You want the best of the best, and Alabama, Golden State, or New England are the best of the best. Yep. But you don't want that because it doesn't give you variety. If you want, if you're so sick of Alabama. Then and you actually can do something about it. Mm-hmm. It's not Alabama's fault that they're good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. everybody else's fault for not being as hey, good. Everybody else can recruit too. You can everybody recruit the money. same guys. Yep. Now maybe the, not everybody's got Alabama money, but we see it with Clemson. Hey, Clemson's able got, to. A has got that money. Clemson's Texas got that money. Clemson's able to recruit. Mm-hmm. Texas is still able to recruit out of Texas. The gold mine of high school football. We've seen Washington still be able. We've seen Washington be able to recruit a couple of people. We've seen Michigan. We've seen Ohio State. Everybody else is doing the same thing. They, the one thing that they lack, it's not the players. It's not the funding. It's not anything that has to do with college athletes. Mm-hmm. It's the coach. Yeah, it's and, Nick Saban. 
And that's your problem. The, it's not that they're out recruiting or they're out paying or they're out doing anything. It's just it's Nick's freaking saving, man. Well, the thing is, it's like those other dynasties and great teams that you mentioned. That's sports in general. There's always going to be people at the top mm. that other people got to figure out a way to knock off. And they that will is, eventually that's be what, knocked that's what off. I'm saying. And well, my thing is nobody stays when good somebody forever. comes up and beats the Warriors, um, which probably not this year, but next year if, if KD leaves, there's going to be a change in the guard. Mm. And just the same thing if the Patriots lose this year, people are going to because the Patriots haven't had you know the most lavish season, I guess you could say. But still won the division to, again. Yeah, but I'm saying like, straight nobody's year. been talking about the. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like um, was last Monday night. Do you think that was a Changing the guard a little bit is is or do you think Alabama's going to come right back at it? Oh, they're going to come right back at it. I they mean, got there's, the, there's, they got the number one recruiting class. So, yeah, I mean, I mean they're right back in the in the fold. I mean, I'd bet a hundred dollars right now. We see Alabama Clemson in it again, and you know what? I'm fine with it. I think I'll take you up on that bet. It's it's the best. All right, hundred dollars, hundred bucks. Alabama Clemson. All right, you got it. Not going to happen. Buddy. We're going to see it. You know why? Because they're the best teams. They got oh. the best players. They got the best two coaches in college football. Uh, hey. Hey, they're the best teams, but all it takes is that one time. Okay, you're right. It's you're right, football. and it happens. It, one game, it happens. One bad Ohio State. They played one terrible game all season long to Purdue and got blown out by Purdue. But Ohio uh, State has a tendency. Ohio State and Urban Meyer has a tendency to do that. That's what they do. They always oh, yeah. seem to blow it. But one, they blew one game though. That's what I'm saying. That's it's all it football. takes. That all, that's all it takes. Yeah. So I mean, the the best teams. Don't let's like we talked about during but bowl who, season. But the best teams don't always win. The best team that night wins. Exactly. But you're looking at it right now for next year in the 2019 season. Who out of the ACs real ACC's really going to be able to compete with Clemson next year? Uh, Florida State's I, on a down level. Miami. Miami got. The, I don't uh, know what they're going to do. They, they got they, Tate Martell, the quarterback from Ohio State. They did. They did. But. And quarterback was a big problem in their yeah. offense last year, but there's still plenty. On, they won't be on that pl- level. No, but. there's still plenty of other problems. I mean, Syracuse kind that, of on their eyes, but it's still the Qs. That's what I'm saying. Clemson almost lost to Syracuse. So that's where it's like, you never know. You see what I'm saying? I know. I know what you're you don't saying. Need a you, team, you don't need a team to be like Clemson in that conference. Yeah, and Ar- yeah, an Army and almost uh, an Army took uh, almost beat beat Oklahoma in the beginning of the year. All right. Well, I'll take you. But to unfortunately, dollars that you owe me. Next unfortunately, year. <laughs> close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, my friend. Yeah. So well, I don't get, understand what you're saying, though. What I'm saying is that in the ACC, nobody is going to compete with Clemson. Clemson. I agree with Clemson as the I have, by far better team. I have not and, looked. I have not looked at their non-conference schedule for next year. I know it's it's up. They I just, start off with a could be wrong here. I think they start off with like LSU or LSU or Texas. I think. Let me look that up. Look that but, up while, while I'm talking real quick. Regardless, uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, I haven't looked at it. But unless they get upset in non-conference play, and by non-conference play, I mean the real one actual opponent they'll play because. Uh-huh. Just like everybody else, they'll they'll end up playing two or three. They'll probably end up playing two cupcakes and one middle of the pack team. They start off with uh, Georgia Tech, then move to Texas A and M. Um, and yeah, that's I mean, actually that's they really got Texas A and M at home this year because they were at A and M last year, and of course ending with South Carolina every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but no, I I mean I agree with what what you're saying. I do think Clemson is by far. The just superb team in the ACC. Nobody else is on their level. 
But I, but I think you're kind of you're not seeing what I'm saying though. I'm saying like even in the SEC or any conference. Uh, I was it's about to say let's switch football. it over to SEC. Let's just, switch it over to Alabama. Who just who in the West? In who in the West is, is going to compete with Alabama? I don't. Nobody. That's the same thing. Nobody's on Alabama's scale. So that's but that why doesn't I, mean that. That's you, what I'm saying. All I'm saying did, is why why I felt confident when in Alabama this got upset by Ole Miss. Were people on the in that season going? You know what? Alabama and Ole Miss, same playing field, same team. No, upsets happen. It's college football. That's what I'm saying. You never know. That's what I think is so great. But about sitting it. right now at January 16, 2019, who are the best two teams? The best two teams are Alabama. Clemson and Alabama. Clemson. That's yes. why I have a. That's why is I'm it pretty a sure shot that Clemson and Alabama will play in the national championship next year? No, it's not a sure thing. That's why it's called a bet. Yes, but I but, but that's I what think I'm it's saying. a smart bet. No, nah. no, nah. you're gonna owe me a hundred dollars. We'll I see. Doubt it. We'll see. I doubt if we're it. still around doing this thing. We'll <laughs> Hopefully, see. yeah. Well, I mean, you might be. <laughs> That's you'll be like in med. Die, you might be so. med. Well, you might be <laughs> in med. School. If we're still around doing this, if we're still kicking. <laughs> we're still kicking it next year. Uh, but no, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, well, speaking, I of, do think yes, there is a high chance we could see them again. And guess what? I'll still say we got. Then hey, we got the we got the best two teams. That's all that matters. And, and that's we'll have the best two teams that night. But it's college football, and every week matters. You're right, and it does. It could, I'm, not, it I'm, not, I'm not disputing flip. that. Yeah? Easily flip. It, it really can. Clemson has Syracuse that third week in their conference. They lose to Syracuse like they almost did this year. Then we're like, you know what I mean? Then what do you They're say? playing at Clemson, though, this year because they played at, Syracuse, at the Carrier Dome last year. Yeah. So we'll see. De- it's called, it, I mean, Death Valley actually is somewhat of a Death Valley now. Oh yeah, I would actually love to go watch a game there. Oh, I would too. Um, but, Which Death Valley would you rather go to, LSU or Clemson? Ooh, oh man, I think well, it would depend LSU on at the, night too. If it would depend on the game, but if you're giving me a night game at LSU, I'm I'm probably I'm right going there. I think I'd have to, but I would like to see the players run down the hill at Clemson. That's mm, pre- that's pretty cool. Touch Howard's Rock and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing. So. I've been outside of I've been outside of the stadium. I've never been in it though. I was down there Clemson playing or LSU. LSU. Okay. I was playing a showcase tournament at LSU at Alex Box Stadium, which by the way, as far as college baseball stadiums, it is the Taj Mahal. It's it's literally really? the coolest, the coolest college baseball stadium I've ever been yeah. to. Yeah. Dude, Clemson, especially in the southeast. Never been there, but never been man, to Clemson it's, either. It's, it's seems pretty nice. Clemson seems pretty nice. Yeah. So I mean, I don't I don't know, but Yep. Well, getting to the big news of the day and kind of transitioning from what we were just talking about with Alabama, Alabama's former offensive SEC Offensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. his freshman year, taking them to two national uh, two national championships, mm-hmm. winning one. Mm-hmm. Or no, he lost the first one, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did. He lost the first one to, to Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, yeah lo- losing the first one, and then Tua saves the day. Year two, and then Tua puts him in his shadow is this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts finding his way through the transfer portal to Norman, Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. to be the next starting quarterback for the Oklahoma Sooners. Yep. Smart move by by, uh, Jalen Hurts, right? I think so. I mean, I think that if you look at the past two— uh, that's honestly where I thought that Justin Fields might end up. Um, but when you look at the style that Oklahoma wants to run, you look at their past two quarterbacks, 
they're pretty similar to Jalen Hurts. They're you know they can move their feet well, um, and so I mean I think it's a perfect fit for him. Did you see the thing about uh, Lincoln Riley not letting uh, the court the quarterback now transfer to uh, West Virginia? Did you see that today? I saw the update that he was going to transfer. I didn't mm-hmm. see anything about him about uh, about Lincoln Riley vetoing it. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley was uh, basically blocking it. Well, um, at some at some point, this whole transfer portals that we've got going on. I mean, right now, in just you know, big name quarterbacks in college football mm-hmm. out of big name programs, we've already had what eight, nine mm-hmm. transfer. I mean, the kid from Notre Dame went to UCF. UCF. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, Tate Martell from Ohio State going to Miami. Miami. Fields Justin Field to Ohio State. Hurts to Oklahoma. Now the Oklahoma guy to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, it, it's getting to be too much. And uh, I don't, Kendall I don't know. Was the Oklahoma quarterback's uh, name who he was trying, um, basically not letting go to West Virginia, as far as I can tell, from everything I saw. But what were you saying? And uh, I don't know if I, I really haven't sat down and crunched the numbers or anything. I don't know if transferring is higher at the quarterback position than any other position. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the quarterback position is the most important position on the field, we just highlight it more. And if this many quarterbacks are transferring, that's a lot of different people going to a lot of different schools year in and year out. Mm hmm. And it's starting to make me feel like Tubby Smith might have been right about this whole transfer thing. <laughs> Tubby was right. Now he, I mean, he, it is a, it is a. I mean, you have a point though. It's kind of because coach, yeah, Jamichael Green. If you are watching the Grizzlies game, we're watching here, just slammed one. It was incredible. He might have gotten called for an offensive foul. I don't know. But anyway, uh, back to what we're talking about. It's one of those things where, like, you know, coaches can leave and go wherever they mm-hmm. want in college football. Yeah, and so it's like, when are we going to get to that point? Where, uh, I mean, do you think that that's fair? I mean, I I, I think that that's you know what I mean. Why they're it's well, not like they're getting paid? Why can't they go play for who they want to play for? I know, I know, and I, I think it's they should be allowed to transfer, especially as uh, a grad transfer. I think get your degree first, um, then transfer without sitting out of a year. I think that's fine. You uh, fulfilled your obligation at that point. You fulfilled your obligation to the school. The school said, "said if you play football for us, we'll let we'll give you this education. We'll give you all this other stuff that, for one, isn't free. So all Memphis fans out there, go donate to the Tiger Scholarship Fund. All right. That that poor, side note, Tiger Scholarship Fund that pays for all these student athlete scholarships. That's more important than any other booster than any other booster organization." Uh, at the University of Memphis, that's more important than the Highland Hundred or anything. If you want football and every other sport to continue being great, because while the schools give out scholarships, they still have to pay for it. Somebody has to pay for that student to live in that dorm. Somebody has to pay for that student's books, his classes, for everything, all the meals, and everything. And when you donate the Tiger Scholarship Fund, you help take that burden off the university. And that is what helps build programs because the more that you can give the student athletes to the scholarship, the better student athletes you get. Yep. So make sure you go out there and donate to Tiger Scholarship Fund. It's really important. Now back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when you sign a scholarship, you basically say, all right, I will play for you as long as you continue to give me an education. Now, once you graduate from undergrad, you have fulfilled your obligation. The school has fulfilled their obligations to give you an education. Now, some cases you can get your master's for free while you're still playing football, but you have you have fulfilled the initial agreement that you both agreed to. The school said, get the education and play football. You said, I'll play football and get the education. You did both. You got the education. That's fine. Contract and old. You can go your separate ways, do whatever you want. But when it comes to before transferring before that, before you graduate, before that commitment is fully met, I kind of do agree with Tubby that it's a lot of boo-hoo. Look at, I'm not getting the playing time. I'm not getting what I was promised, so I'm going to go somewhere else. I think a com- at some point the commitment that you made when you signed on that dotted line to that school because the school has kept their commitment to you no. by giving you the education that mm-hmm. you should stay. I think grad transfers, transfers are great because, like I said, the agreement had been solved. You have both given each other what you said you would. No, I disagree. I don't see what if I want to coach signs a five year contract. And then after the first year somebody comes in and offers him more money. That's why they have he buyouts. Can, he can be on another sideline. That's why they have buyouts. But well players don't have buyouts. Those schools are making millions off of those players. Why should they have to sit out a year? It I mean it's kinda you know but it's not. I, I, under, I, you, I understand. You say that they're a, not getting paid, but they are. They're getting paid in education. They're getting paid in free room and free rent. They're getting paid in free food. You want to add that up? Why should if they go somewhere to play football and they can't start or aren't starting, and they either think that they should be or they actually should be? Why? Why is well, it they that should be? They, why they went to they? that school to play football? Don't tell me they went. They went to get an education. No, they chose that school to play football. Let's be honest with ourselves. So if they can't do that, what they love, what they see is possibly getting them to make money one day, why should they not be allowed to leave? Why should they? Why should the NCAA get to say, you have to sit out all of next year? Because otherwise, this really would – we've already talked about how the grad transfer quarterbacks, which I'm perfectly fine with, mm-hmm. people have said that it's, it's now opened up – the wild, wild west of college football, and it's making a free agency. If you do that for everybody to where nobody has to sit out, then it, it's then what's the difference between NFL and college football? What's the difference? Millions of dollars. <laughs> That's the difference. But you're, you're seeing changes on in rosters their, just as quickly, just as, just as fast. I, that's the thing. That's that's the thing to me, though. Like I said, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport. But they're also, there's, you, but it's not like they're not the getting something. It's not like they're not getting. They're something getting something. Sport. They're getting an education. Yes. And don't tell me that. Don't don't sit are there. Are you telling me that those Alabama football players, most of them, or Clemson football players, chose that school for net, for the education? No, but they can take advantage of it, and they need to. Absolutely. But I'm not saying I, I don't think I can't see how that should be able to, the NCAA should be able to dictate where they're going to play football at, which is obviously why they went to college. It's, it's I, why I hate, you signed the scholarship. I hate this whole, I guess, I don't, I don't know how to put it, but basically that, you know, higher than thou, it's education over sports that the NCAA wants to preach. 
when I know they don't they what don't, makes them millions it, of dollars and I know off this. the backs of these kids playing the sport that they love. I know this, but I don't think that just opening up transfers for everybody yeah. and say, all right, what 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 happens to the kid that wants to transfer halfway through the season and says says, Okay, I, I'm not playing in Alabama. Let me go to La Tech. Oh, can I play next week? Well, no, you can't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. What, what, yeah, the, but where's the, gonna stop the it? NCAA is telling him, oh, it's 2019. Hey, brother, uh, yeah, you can't play till 2021, actually. You see but what I'm saying? If, if, if that's you, not, come on, that's no, not what I'm come, saying. No, no, I mean, but, but realistically, if you open up the floodgates, when's it, where's it going to stop? Where's it going to stop where a guy's not playing against one, one game and then just transfers and plays in the next, next week? Okay, so l- let me tell you this then. Yes, I think that is wrong. Would you say if he said through the season, halfway through the season, you know what? I'm not getting to play that that much. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm going to transfer, and I can I. This is a uh, this is October. I'm going to transfer, and I'm going to start for La Tech in August playing football. Is that is that wrong? That's what I'm talking know. about. You're you're talking about hypotheticals, floodgates opening. That's not. I know that you can't go week by week, but I will say there is an argument. To be had, I'm definitely open to the idea because you know they can play in four games mm-hmm. and can still transfer. You, so, so that's, no, that's when you can redshirt, or yes, when you redshirt. Re- when you can redshirt. Um, sorry, my bad. Uh, but do you think that? Well, I mean, do you think that if they were able to transfer just with four games, what do you think about that? No, I mean, if they redshirt though, they can transfer. Yes, because then because they're still redshirt freshmen, they haven't used up any eligibility. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they can go to another school and start that next year. Yeah. They don't have to sit out of here. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of – and has that always been in place? I feel like that's no, that like, just started, new, No, that just right? started this year. This is the first year that it has been allowed. Oh, I thought it was, like, the third year. Uh, no, this is the first year. Gotcha. But, so, I mean, that, that and that's, I guess, you know, moving, I think, in the right direction because, like – I don't mind it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Save so, eligibility. See what the guy's got. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – Working, I think, towards the right direction. Um, but then again, I mean, I, if a kid plays in five games, he's cut off. So, yeah. um, of course, I'm pretty sure. And then he uses up the entire and, year of eligibility. Then, but coaches staff also know that, hey, if I do am considering redshirting this guy, if I think that he'll be more benefit to me three years from now than right now, and I want to make sure he's still here for that third, fourth year. Mm-hmm. Then I'm I've got to sit him down after four games, and I'm going to sit there and talk to him. I'm going to tell him this. Yeah, but who says that that coach is going to be there in three years? Because he can leave and go. Hey, he, what about what about the coach? He can coach somewhere else next week. So that's what I'm saying. Not, no, you never see that next week, like oh, in the you, middle yes, of the season. Of course, you never see it. But could it happen? Technically, it could happen. I, I don't think that could technically happen. I don't know. Yes, it could. Uh, if a coach gets fired somewhere and a coach gets fired in another school and then the other school hires him, he, gets, he could coach. That's what I'm saying. That's It's so – have it's the players they, are the only people abiding by these rules um, that I think aren't fair to them. But like I said, it is a little bit the, – the there is an argument there because NCAA can say, hey, AJ, look, four games. We You know what I mean? We gave him four games out of 12. Yeah. So, you gave him a third of the season. Yeah. They basically gave you a third of the – and if you redshirt and you take – uh, if you take advantage of that of that rule, mm-hmm. they basically gave you a free year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. But, you know, I think also kind of to your scenario that you put out, I think that if a coach 
you know, if uh, Davis Sweeney and next year a freshman comes in and um, Trevor Lawrence, a sophomore, whatever, if he says, hey, Lawrence is gone after this year or after uh, his next year, his junior mm-hmm. year, then it's going to be yours. And so then, you know what I mean? Then you stick around and then you might have another quarterback battle well, coming and- up behind you. But, you know, I think that's a that's a relationship. That's a trust that goes mm-hmm. on with that. And so that's just kind of. You know what? It, what is in the player's best interest then? Mm. And, but and if you, you're a junior and you know you ain't playing, then that's why most of them, that's why most people graduate when they're juniors. Anyways, they put them on a fast track anyways to make sure that they uh, make sure that they graduate so that they actually do have that opportunity. I mean, Jalen Hurts graduated after his junior year. Yeah, most of them take summer classes, take May masters. Mm-hmm. You know, get get in they can and go out wherever they want as a grad transfer. And then that's fine. But at least I'm I saying mean, I'm saying it should be the same no matter if he got the diploma or not. Well, I mean, look at Justin Fields transferring to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just choose another school out of high school? He knew what the situation was going in. He knew how good Jake Fromm was gonna it is. Well, you say so why even put yourself in that situation in the first place? Well, one, I think that I don't I don't think I don't know if you can necessarily look at it like that because there was a battle there. He obviously. Had a little bit of a chance, but then you also can't. But speak you on, knew where they were going to go. You yeah, knew but, if it comes down to a tie. But you can't speak on the situation because maybe that wasn't even the whole thing. You know what I mean? Maybe there was other stuff when he got there that he just said, "This isn't the program that I thought it was going to be." It could be, but I don't know that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, nobody knows. So you know, I don't think you can look at, "Oh, he lost the QB battle, so he cried and left." Well, that's probably kind of what happened to Kelly a Bryant. A lot of it, but isn't that what happened to Kelly Bryant? He got replaced. Yeah. By Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and he got and, sad, and he left. And Dabo didn't play him past the four games because he told him. He, mm-hmm. he knew that he was going to go with Trevor after that, and he gave Bryant the chance to leave. Mm-hmm. So, that's, I mean, he got to do – hey, yeah, he got to do what he wanted. I don't have a problem with Kelly Bryant going to Missouri. I don't either. So, that's what I'm saying. He was he could transfer, and he could play whatever, wherever he wanted. And it's just, and like you said, though, nobody knows what goes on. I don't know what's going on behind, behind closed doors. Yeah, so – all right, let's move on. Let's talk about this uh, game we're watching right now, Grizzlies and Bucks. Uh, Grizzlies are down 26-28, and we made a little comeback because last time I looked, we were down by like 10 or 12. Um, but what are your initial thoughts on the uh, Grizz season so far? Uh, it's really bad. Yeah. It's been really bad. It's a little bit of what I like to call a dumpster fire. <laughs> yes. So, And it ain't getting put out anytime soon. No. We got, mean, a, we got a hard stretch of games right here. I think oh, we got, yeah, got the Bucks this, and the Celtics next. The Celtics and then the Raptors. Yeah. And, but then you are home for five straight. Yeah. Um, Man, I just, I don't know. After starting 12-5, and five, you know, there was so much hope. And mm. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We got to move on from the from the grit and grind, man. Defense, defense ain't gonna win you games anymore. Not in this NBA. To me, you saw the Warriors put up fifty-one mm-hmm. or fi- yeah, fifty-four, fifty-one last night 50... in a quarter. So fifty-one in a quarter. I just, man, I, I don't know. Is it is it time to move away from? Because because we said, remember mm-hmm. at the beginning of this season, we, lo- we got I away from it a little bit last year, and it, it, it was terrible. And then we got back to it, and we started to it, and started, and everybody's like, hey. Grit and grind is still alive, baby. It can yeah. still win games. And now it's like we're coming down off that cloud and realizing that it's we got we got some some changes to make. And it ain't just it ain't just grit and grind. It ain't style of play. It's 
players, yes, front office members, it's coaching staff. Like, mm. you know, I don't know. And to be honest, maybe you have it. I don't know the solution. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do because one part of me I Honestly, want to stick out with Bickerstaff. I, I like Bickerstaff. I'm going to say it. I, do. I, I I like JB too, and I don't think it's JB's fault. I think for one, I'm I'm getting tired of Mark. All right, I'm getting tired of the prima donna. I'm getting tired of the of the attitude of the speech that he gives every year when they go on a losing streak. It, it's time for me to be to be a leader. It's it's time it's time for me to step up and be more vocal. It's time for me to. Take this team into my own hands. He says it every year. Yep. He does it for two games. And he did it again for two games. And then what does he do? He converts back to his old mark. Against Houston, he took five shots. Yeah. We can't win if Mark doesn't shoot the ball. Yep. And also in that Houston game, we also can't win if Mike Conley only takes one shot in the first half. That's the problem. They both know that the game runs through them. That if they don't play well and if they don't put up the shots that they need to put up, yeah, then we don't win. Yeah, and it does. I don't know why it won't get through their heads. I think Mike knows that. I think Mike knows but it. Mark but Mark just keeps, done a good just job keeps doing, doing it. it to us every year. Just yeah, just the well and the drama about it. The yeah. the prima donna ness. You know, last year you go back to his invite only press conference. Where he basically invited the members of the media that knew wouldn't say anything bad about it, wouldn't wouldn't ask any too hard of questions. Yeah, and a, literally an invite only press conference. Yeah. I couldn't have gone. I have a media credential to the Grizzlies, which allows me to go to every press conference that I want. But that one I was not allowed to go to. Invite only, mm-hmm. and that was not the Grizzlies' idea. That was Mark's idea. Yeah, um, it just makes you look bad. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, too. Like, you know, I would have multiple conversations with uh, Nick Walker. I mean, anybody, you, I mean, we had conversations about this before the season started uh, when it was kind of unsure how the Grizzlies were going to look. And, you know, everybody kind of said that basically uh, if the Grizzlies look were looking like they weren't going to be a playoff team, mm-hmm. then we got to get something for Mark. Yeah. Because we're not, mm-hmm. we don't need to pay him in the offseason. Obviously, obviously, he's not being productive no uh, or as productive as he should be but so, at this point I, what are you going to get for him to me it's not, I think he's, can, not I think, he's not worth the first round pick i think you could scratch out well that's my thing i think you, i think could be wrong i think you could scratch out maybe some good uh young role players i think you could maybe get some picks out of it i don't know i mean it depends on i mean how it, bad uh, you know what i mean I don't, it just depends on the team that's going to They'll be willing to pick him up, but and it also depends on how much do we trust Chris Chris Wallace yes. to do the right thing and to all right say maybe he we do trade trade Mark mm-hmm. all right I say keep Mike because Mike's a Grizz well Mike's yeah. probably my favorite Grizzly he's probably a lot of people's favorite Grizzly yeah so I I kind of do want to just keep Mike to still have that. That veteran presence, that familiarity mm-hmm. yes. uh, around the program. I want him days to, in a Grizz I do too. I, I mean, I feel bad that he'll never win an NBA title here, or make an All Star roster. Yeah, or probably never playing an, another playoff game again. Yeah, but unfortunately, well, that's where this that's where this team has gone. Yeah, you know, it was a great it was a great run. Those 
what, eight? About eight years. Eight straight playoff seasons. Mm -hmm. It was a great run. It was great to see. It was great to be at the be at the forum yelling whoop that trick. Mm -hmm. It was it was great to me and you to see the uh, overtime shot shot by Mark to beat the Spurs in Game Four. Yeah, two years ago. Well, I mean, it it was great, but unfortunately, that's where this program is. Mm -hmm. The only problem, and I understand why people don't like to why GMs don't like to use the uh, term rebuild because when you talk about rebuild or building from the ground up, fans and especially very knowledgeable fans like we have here in Memphis mm-hmm. are just going to think about Phoenix. I mean, how long has Phoenix been bad? How long have they yep. been rebuilding? How many first top five draft picks do they have, have they had over the years and they can't seem to get it right? Yep. How long has Sacramento been rebuilding? I will say Sacramento. Is a little bit of a fun team to watch, so I think that they're. Uh, but are they a playoff the team? Right are they? No. I mean, how many but more? I don't know if they're far from it. How many more years are well, they going to have to endure? He, here's my thing. It's one of those things where yes, Mark, and even if it's even if it's letting him go and it's getting the contract away from or you know just more more cap room, more spending money, Mike, like you said, I would like to see him always be here. Um, I think that's going to have to end up being more of a. Uh, Veteran player, mm-hmm. more of a veteran role model on the team, uh, yeah. maybe less minutes. Um, to me, this season, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. and Javon Carter, I think should be should be thrown out there as much as possible. Well, Javon um, did start just to get you know on Monday yeah. again at Houston. That's what I'm saying. But to me, just I and think you you got to right see now, yeah with, you, with the starters you got to see what they what they can do. Um, and you know, obviously with the Parsons contract, oh, we're God. still. That's you know that's our biggest thing. We're on the hook for that money, and mm-hmm. so it's like, it's almost I guess the biggest reason, like you said about it, how we don't see it getting better anytime soon, is because it's going to take. I mean, it's going to take pulling some strings, pulling some strings, and probably a little bit of luck to to right the ship mm-hmm. because you know we we don't have really the money, no. and so it's it's one of those things where you know you got to figure out who can stay, who can go. And it's, I mean, like you said, it's going to take some very good decision-making, which the Grizzlies have not proven to be very good at. No, so. and and right now, you'd like to say that, you know, obviously Jaron Jackson Jr. has turned out to be a top-five rookie the, rookie this year. Mm-hmm. Heck, probably will even get some Rookie of the Year votes when it's yeah. all said and done. And any other year, if it wasn't for Luka, probably be Rookie of the Year. Um, or at least... Yeah, no, he uh, he, he would be in the more of yes, more, more of the, the conversation. Hunt. Yes, I mean because behind Luca, it's like you said, it's it's almost a pretty good playing field there with the few rookies that are having great years. Yeah, so, but do you trust Chris Wallace in the front office to make the right decisions to where when Jaron's rookie contract's up that he's going to stay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. not only do you have not only the problem with. Being in in Memphis and you know the quote unquote small markets, I, I I believe you can win in small markets. I mean, heck, people do it all the time. OKC did it, yeah. has, has done it for years. You can do it. It's just, do you have the right people in place to do it? And yep. that's not just on the court. That's in the front office. Yes. You have the right people that people are going to free agents and people that you draft, and when their rookie contracts are up, are going to look at you across the table and say, you know what? You're telling me we can win an NBA title? You have a good track record. 
I've seen you know what to do. I've seen you know the yep. right decisions to make. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you, and I'm gonna sign this new contract. Yeah, because I believe in you, and I believe that you think that you can get it done, yep. and that we can get it done. I believe in the vision you're telling me. Well, it's, Chris Wallace sits across from anybody right now. <laughs> you believe a word coming no. out of his mouth? Exactly. And it's one of those things where you know, like you said with the small market teams, Russell Westbrook said it the other night, talking about how the way the NBA is going now, you can brand yourself yes. any, anywhere. You, you, at a small market team, you can still brand yourself. And going to what you said, I mean, about Russell Jaren Westbrook's Jackson, stuck in the middle of freaking Oklahoma. Yeah, there's no more and, small than that. And like you said about uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., is that you know about him leaving after the rookie contract? I feel like with the right, you know, right decision making, trying to add pieces around him, I feel like he does like Memphis. I feel I like he that, that he, I feel like he wants to see Memphis and this team. Uh, be successful. I don't feel like he's the guy that's kind of looking like, oh, when this rookie contract's up, no, I'm, I'm headed to L.A. Yeah. Like, I'm headed to New York. I mean, so that is one of the good well, things I, mean, I think the, I love about Jaron Jackson Jr. Is from dad, the start, I mean, he's tried to be Memphis yeah. through and through. And I think I that, that has something to do with his dad. I mean, his dad played all those years in San Antonio, another somewhat of a small market yeah. in the NBA. So I, I think his dad probably taught him that loyalty mm-hmm. and that where – you don't have to play in the big markets to win. You don't have to play in L.A. to be somebody. Yeah, and I think that helps helps him a lot. But you know, I know I've been dogging on Chris Wallace a lot here, and unfortunately, Chris's name is the only one I can throw out. I was going to say, but there's yeah, a whole but, list of people. There are a whole list of people. Yes, but. Ultimately, it comes down on Chris, yes. and I don't know if it's Chris Wallace's fault. I don't want to blame him for anything. We've seen well, that there's too many cooks in that in that in that yeah. Grizzlies kitchen, and it doesn't help when your owner is five thousand miles away in California yes. at all times and is never here, yeah. never public speaking here. Yeah, and it, Chris Wallace, you know, let's as much as we rag on him, it's almost. I mean, he's obviously the face of the front office, and so that's why we just he call gets, his name out yes. all the time. He's going to get beaten down for regardless whether it was his idea or his decision yeah, or not. And let's give him some props. He got Jaron Jackson Jr., Javon Carter. I think those were the best picks that he could have got for what we had last year. No worries, um, good picks. He drafted Mike Conley. So, he did. Um, he got Zebo and, to- and Tony Allen here. Yeah. He did take us to eight. He did help. He was instrumental in the eight straight playoff so, runs. That's what I'm saying. But with the, with at the, the same time, making, he's also done a lot of dumb things. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm saying now. Though. He also it's going to take him being a change of heart or something because mm-hmm. he can't make. He's going to have to cut out the bad ones. He's yes. just going to have to keep doing the good decisions. We're basically, that you got a 50 50 Chris Wallace. Well, I'm doing it again. Front office. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see if. You know, it's basically a toss-up if they're going to be able to ride it uh, with some decisions that have to be made because this team and and the way they're put together and the way they're playing, just it, I think it's always it'll be able to compete on some nights, um, but I, I don't see long-term success um, or short-term success for that matter. So, and it's sad. I mean, just like you and just like everybody else in the nine hundred one, we want to see the Grizzlies win. We yes. want to see this team thrive. We want to be back into FedEx form. Saying whoop that trick, we do. We want to be yelling whoop that trick again. We've established what we, you know, what this team can be and how the city can get behind it. So, yeah, we'll see. um, See what happens with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, before we run out of time, do you want to go ahead and do the trivia? Uh, yeah. What uh, we'll just say uh, throw out there. Um, Tiger basketball. You saw Penny was on a get up on the ESPN. I did. He brought up Rick Barnes again. Yeah, that was uh, a time to let it go, Penny. Let it go. 
Yeah, but then again, that's my coach, man. That was he a can, month ago, he can man. say whatever's on his mind, and he doesn't really care. So honestly, honestly, real quick on it, I think he's pulling a WWE, playing a heel, putting it over our eyes. I really think. Yeah, he's got a vision. I really don't know if he truly believes everything he says. But I feel like he does. I, I feel like he's he, laid back. Like, hey, no, I'm gonna be honest, Rick Barnes don't like him. I don't think I don't know if he believes everything he says, but I do believe he says every everything he says has a purpose. Okay, you know so what you I mean. Think, you think he's pulling some? St- you think he's a little conniving? Mm-hmm. Okay, a little okay. bit of a puppet master, yeah. if you will. Okay, so, I kind of like that. But I mean, you know, because he's you're, smart. You're right? a little right. I think I would rather him not bring that up. But at the same time, it's one of those things where like, man. That's my coach. If he's saying that about Rick Barnes, must be true. Then has to be true. <laughs> I don't like Rick Barnes, but uh, now they got a SMU on Saturday, uh, three o'clock. Um, I will not be there. I have to work. Uh, see, I have to. I have to referee. I have to work in the morning, but I'm off at like one. Oh, so see, I got to work from two thirty to five. Gotcha. Stupid Christian brothers. Yeah, but uh, they'll ruin everything. That'll be good. Um, you know, we're three and one in the conference right now. Mm-hmm. Uh. SMU is actually playing Houston tonight, so yeah, we'll, we'll see to... kind of how they do against them. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where, like you said, you predicted fifteen and three. I said thirteen and five. Uh, I would be very happy. With I'm starting to lean more towards yours. Yeah, <laughs> which hey, I'm be. Let's just say, even if we have eleven or twelve, I'll still be okay with it. I don't mm. think you know what I mean. I, I feel like the American um, isn't the down year that everybody thought. No, uh, it's pretty competitive, but. We'll see where it goes. So, and I, I wish we had more time. I wish we had more time, but we're gonna have to. I'll, yeah, I'll, just, I'll save it for next. I'll, we'll save it for next week. We spent way too much on college. We'll leave basketball. the people. We'll leave the people want more. That's called <laughs> in the business a tease. Yes, hook, line, sink. Everybody <laughs> learned something tonight. In the biz, it's called a tease. There it is. All right, trivia. All right, we got some. Uh, we got some trivia question for you. The PBJ <sighs> trivia of the day. All right, let's hear we, it. We changed trade of the day to trivia tonight. Um. All right. So, playoff NFL teams. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know why I was thinking about this, uh, but I was. So we're gonna go with it. Playoff NFL teams. You need to tell me where the quarterback went to college. Easy. All right. So we got uh, what are we got here? Twelve. We'll include the wild card and everything. Okay. All right. We go all twelve. All twelve. All right. All right. I mean, you said it was easy. You should be able to know this. Okay. They, they are pretty easy. I will say that. All right, Seahawks. Russell Wilson, uh, which one? North Carolina State or Wisconsin? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, all right, Ravens. You're Ravens. Lamar Jackson, Louisville. Yeah. Joe Flacco, the University of Delaware. I did not know Joe Flacco. Uh, he was a blue hen, baby. Chargers. Chargers. Philip. Ooh. Is it so easy, Drew? Is it easy? When buddy? I was thinking, when you said all twelve, I was like, "Crap! Where did Phil Rivers go to school?" Is it? Is it easy? Come on now, Iowa? Nope. Wrong. I don't know. I don't know, Philip. You've already said it. You've already said it today, or just now. Is it? It's Carolina State. Carolina State. Hey, NC State. Didn't know if he was a Wolfpack. All right. uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Mississippi State. There it is. Patriots. Tom Brady, University of Michigan. Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech University. The Red Raiders. Uh, Saints. Saints, Drew Brees, University of Purdue. Yep, Purdue. Um, The Rams. Rams, Jared Goff. That'd be the University of California. Yep. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck, Stanford. 
Yep. Bears. Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Yep. Eagles. Eagles. Nick Folds. He went to. Can you give it to me? Oh, my gosh. He went to a Big Ten school. Mm. Mm -mm. He went to Big Ten? Because I saw. My data says. Take that for data. Because I remember watching. I remember watching the game, and it's, uh, they were talking on how uh, both Drew Brees and Nick Foles went to the same high school in Texas, and they both played in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. No, that is not what I'm seeing, buddy. I think is that a different. I feel like you're thinking of a different quarterback. Was it Nick Foles? That it was Nick Foles. High same high school as Drew Brees. I swear it's a different player. No. Okay, I'll believe you for now. Uh, Give me a hint. Yeah, Westlake, Austin, Texas. And that's where Drew Brees yeah. is from. Uh, Give me a hint. What conference? Pac-12. Pac-12? Yep. Tick-tock. Tick-tock. I don't know. Tick-tock. <gasps> the Wildcats. Of Arizona? Of Arizona. I was going to say Arizona. Yep. I was. That's what the old Wikipedia says, at least. All right, last one, Texans. Texans, Sean Watson, Clemson. Yep, that's it. Well, good Ten time. out of 12? Ain't Ten bad. Ten out of 12, not bad. Not I'm probably bad going for 12 all. of 12, but that's no big deal. Oh, okay. You keep thinking you're the pro. I, I still you get paid to do this, and you didn't even know. Ten out of 12, that's an A. That's a B. No, actually, uh, I sat there the other night and did this with friends for, I'm pretty sure, like two hours, going like NBA players, NFL players, mm-hmm. colleges. So... That's, I guess, a new hobby of ours is <laughs> talking about where people went to college. But, yeah, good job, though. Good job. Thank 10 you. Out of 12. Thank you. Thank you. All right, what does our good friend Kerry say? Time to wrap it up. That's right. It is time to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of the PBJ Podcast. Uh, be sure to check back next week, and be sure to check out all the great content on the Cerrito Live feed. Thank you again so much, Kevin. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, both of us do. Um and y'all be sure to check out uh, Kevin Serena on Serena Live from 10 to 12 every Saturday morning from from 10 to 12 on Sports 56 and 877 FM. And, of course, the 11 o'clock hour, the only hour-long wrestling segment in the city of Memphis where wrestling was made. Check me out Monday through Friday, Fishing Stats, Rob Fitcher and Brett Norsworthy on Sports 56 and 877 FM, 3 to 6, Monday through Friday. And check back periodically. Might be filling in. For Wallow and Peter or Middays or Hardenwood like I did today or Fishing Sets itself. So always stay tuned to that. For AJ Sturdivant, I am Drew Barrett. Remember, Miley, always show love, never hate, feel the good vibes, and have a wonderful and blessed day. Go Tiger! Feeling the amber current flowing from my mind And warm and empty heart you left so cold Whiskey River, take my mind Don't let a memory torture me Whiskey River, don't run dry